What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, Adam Ronis. And uh, Ronis, since, since last we talked, last we left off, I was uh, I was looking up the rules uh, for this head-to-head points league that I was uh, that I'm in, uh, and in this draft, and and having to get that done. And so be it. It's uh, it's 12 teams. It's head-to-head points. I threw the scoring system into. Um, you know the the projections over at uh, at Fantasy Alarm, and then I uh, may or may not have thrown them into another projection system just to see where we're at. And uh, and lo and behold, uh, there are people who are in this draft who I don't think have. <laughs> it's amazing, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it happens a lot. I just I don't get it, man. Uh, you know, all these years writing on radio, I always say know your league rules scoring format. And I know there's people listening like, oh my God, this guy thinks he's an expert. Uh, what great advice, what great insight. Like, I don't know that. You're amazed at how many people don't. Again, there are a lot of different scoring formats and you gotta ask, either ask questions of the commissioner. Um, that's what I do when someone asks me to join the league. They'll say, okay, how many teams, what's the scoring? All right, if it's points, can you send me the format? Like, I wanna know everything. Um, and a lot of people don't do it. They just jump in. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen in my home league because, you know, I put, oh, does anyone want to join my league? Everyone, oh, I want to join. Oh, I want to join. And they probably didn't even look at all the rules. And then they were like, oh, I didn't know this. Well, I told you, ask me if you had any questions. It's all on the homepage. Everything's there. You got to read. <laughs> it's not that complicated. This is not like the Constitution or something. It's simple. And it's amazing. Like, we go through this all the time that people just do not read the rules and don't understand the specifics of their league. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a team here on the, the team picking on the wheel uh, has locked in stolen bases with Bo Bichette, Ronald Acuna Jr., Starling Marte and Cedric Mullins. But, you know, Mullins and Marte are not, to me, those, those aren't guys uh, you know, that, that you, you need to be grabbing there. Like you, you, you have so many other options, you know, bigger power hitters, uh, there's pitching obviously now. Yeah. You could be saying I'm going to wait on pitching, but we're going to see how far you're going to wait, especially because this has been, you know, the front end of the draft has been all about pitching. The back end of the draft has been more hitting, uh, and I'm sitting there floating right in the middle. Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to attack it, for sure. But again, you have to know the scoring format. And uh, in a points format, you got to look at the specifics and see who did what last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at doubles, triples, walks, strikeouts, um, you know, steals. Uh, some of them, it depends on the scoring format. Sometimes they're two points for a steal. It's still not a lot. I mean... You know, guys just don't run like they used to. So even if a guy's 30 steals, okay, that's 60 points. Okay, cool. Um, you know, uh, someone who has 40 doubles uh, outdoes that. Yeah. It's also minus one point for a strikeout, not the, the, the half point. So all of a sudden, those guys with the high strikeout rates and the low walk rates. Uh, uh, where, where did Alberto Mondesi go? He hasn't he hasn't gone yet. Okay, at least people were wise on that. We are we are three picks into the fourth round though. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. So so it's it's, it's coming. It's getting right? time, yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna go, oh my god, Mondesi's still here. Oh <laughs> uh 
of course you do have some people in there like uh we talked about him yesterday tristan cockcroft right from from espn uh and i'm in uh you know in, we're, we're in labor and uh and tout with uh with christian uh with tristan you know and and it's just he's he's a very shrewd player very savvy player um you know took otani number one overall it was a smart move uh and you know and then he came back in rounds two and three and he got you know a great player in machado who is one of those guys who does well in points leagues um, and then Aaron Nola. So, you know, it's like, okay, you know what you're dealing with over there. Then, you know, you come back and you're like, really, did he just take Marte and Mullins? I'm not so sure about that. Not with some of the stuff that's still sitting on the board. I'm wondering if Xander Bogarts falls to me. Should be very interesting. Yeah, he's usually pretty good in the points format. Right? Very just consistent overall. Um, you know, and now, you know, you add Trevor Story to that lineup there. So you could end up with uh, some really nice runs scored in RBI from uh, from Bogey here as well. Yeah, he's, he's got a good walk rate. He doesn't strike out, you know, not elite power, but the double should be there. He had 34 last year. He had 52 in 2019, 45 in 2018. Um, so, yeah, he's just very solid across the board. Yeah, I agree. Um I'm sitting right now on, I mean, if, if he falls to me, I'm, I'm two, there's two picks in front of me. Uh, and then I, I get to make that move. Bogarts is probably the guy who I'm looking at, who I'm leaning. I mean, I've got Guerrero. I had the seventh pick. I took Guerrero. I took Trout in the second round uh, because I didn't like, you know, all the, all the high end, all the top pitchers all went off the board. I would have taken DeGrom or Woodruff had they fallen to me, but they went right before, and then coming back around, uh, another pitcher's run there with uh, with Nola and Wheeler and Giolito. So I snagged me some Freddie Peralta instead of taking, uh, you know, Jordan Alvarez or Sandy Alcantara, who I like also. Um, you know, I just I, I like the upside strike the strikeouts for um, for Peralta, especially here in a uh, in a points league here. So. That's where I'm at, and I figure, you know, if it comes back to me, Xander Bogarts, definitely a possibility. Nolan Arenado, always good. I could go the pitching route and find myself with, like, a Lance Lynn um, or a Max Freed, maybe, or a Joe Musgrove. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about the fact that I can still go hitting here and still feel comfortable about building a strong pitching staff uh, from where I'm at, you know? Yeah, no, there's definitely ways to do it. it. It depends what's going on around you. You kind of just have to read the room and see what's there, let other people make some mistakes and take the value that falls. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, listen, Guerrero number one, number one for me and then Trout number two. Like, okay, if the pitching that I want doesn't fall to me, where am I going to go? And, you know, so uh, I'm happy to go with the uh, the extra hitter here. And Peralta was definitely a, an option. Um, this way I feel, yeah, I feel just good about being able to go either way right now, because, you know, I know that, you know, with the way the front end of the draft went so pitching heavy, I know I can grab an offensive player here and still, you know, come back around for the next one, probably still have, you know, a decent, you know, a decent option for, uh, for starting pitching. Yeah. There's some good starting pitchers in that mid range that I like this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Well, uh, fantasy baseball, any other, uh, any, anything go on in MLB today that, uh, that excited you, Adam? We had Jerry DePoto on from the uh, fantasy alarm show talking Mariners baseball there. Anything interesting? He loves Logan Gilbert. Yeah. Why? I remember, I think, uh, wasn't it during the segment? Yeah. We had like, oh, who's our favorite pitcher left on the broadcast Sunday? And I was like, Logan Gilbert. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't even, do I have a lot of him? I don't even know. I, I think I have at least one. Um, but I have my home league draft coming up Saturday. I'm sure there's a couple motherfuckers in that league listening right now. I don't, I don't like Logan Gilbert. He sucks. Don't draft him. Um, was he kept? I don't even know. I don't think he was kept. Um, it's a keeper league. So there's about, I don't know, about 75 players kept. And a lot of cheap keepers, man. There's going to be insane inflation. Um, yeah, then I'm, I'm doing a main event, GST League. So I got a couple drafts left. I don't think I'm going to go crazy this year. We'll see. And then all of a sudden, I'll be like, yeah, I got to do two more leagues. I really don't want to. So yeah, I'm doing the same stupid thing. Yeah. Like, why can't I just say no? Yeah. I actually did say no. I did say no to a friend of mine. And I'm about to say no uh, to another guy who uh, who I know. And I'm just going to be like, listen, I just I can't do it. Uh, I can't come back. I'm not, you know, it's just it's not fair to the league. It's not fair to me. Uh, I just have too much other, you know, too many other leagues, too much other shit going on. And uh, I got to stay focused. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing anything more. Maybe an NFBC online championship. I did one with my friend last year. So I told him, I'm like, hey, you got to let me know if we're doing this, man. You know, you can't wait to the last second. And then I'm like, well, I'm busy that night, that night, that night. Can't do it. So I guess I'll give him one more um, nudge to see if he wants to do it. Um, and then that, that'll be it. That'll be it. Yeah. Just got to cut it sometimes. Just I got, got to do it. I just, I, I say it every year and I, and I don't, but this is like, you know, I mean, I just don't, you know, again, it's not, again, not fair to them, to the rest of the league. If I'm not, you know, and this one league that, you know, I just told my buddy today that I'm not doing, I just, I, I said, I'm like, Dude, with the amount of trading that goes on in this league, it's just I, you know, I'm not, I don't have that that kind of time to dedicate to like all this trade talk and all these guys know each other, so they talk to each other on a regular basis anyway. That I'm just, you know, it, you know, it would just be bad news, and you know, and I don't want to rep represent like that. So, um, that's that's uh, that's the way I ended up. But yeah, um. What else did DePoto say that was good? Oh, um, if you're looking for a second catcher, uh, Cal Raleigh. That's who, oh, damn, man. That's what, oh, shit. That's what I was looking at, and I'm seven picks away. I almost took him in the last round, and I passed. Damn it, man. I hope no one's listening. Oh, yeah, this is out tomorrow. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> this is out tomorrow. Yeah, so Cal Raleigh, uh, DePoto says, going to catch like 90 to 95 games this year. Uh, let me see. Yep, he's in my queue. All right, cool. Um, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm going to take him next round. It's like round 38, so for my third catcher. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I think he actually might be, you know what? Um, yeah, I wonder if he's available in my other one. That one's like, nah, he's probably got to be gone. That one's in round 44. But I don't know, because people were looking at Torrens, Murphy. They might have been scared away. Yeah, I guarantee you they've been scared away because if you look at the depth chart, Tom Murphy is there up top, and then you've got Raleigh, and then you've got Torrens, and 
you know, we've seen Torrens get the at-bats. Now, you know, he started talking about the possibility of Torrens eating into some DH at-bats because he does have a decent bat. Um, he was bullish on Abraham Toro. Good. I've been drafting him everywhere, man. But, Before the, but what do you say? He's going to lose time? <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, he is he's playing behind Adam Frazier at, at second. Um, he'll probably see the majority of his at bats at, at DH. Mm-hmm. I mean, barring barring anybody's you know injury, um, and uh, and yeah, but they they have other guys who they want to um, rotate in there at the DH position. So he likes he likes Toro, but it doesn't sound like Toro is going to be a, a a big fantasy producer. Well, what he'll play f- four or five times a week, probably right? Um, yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I can live with that for now. I mean, I took him, I think I have him in tout. I was taking him late, you know, corner. Um, He's got the flexibility. He was pretty good last year. So yeah, I mean, injuries happen too. So I'll probably hold him early on, see if he plays enough and then obviously make a decision after that. All right. And uh, no closer from this team. It is 100% committed. Oh, that I figured. I mean, the, I guess I could see Giles emerging if, because they paid him. If he's healthy and throwing well, but yeah, Paul Seawald, Steckerrider, yeah, they, yeah, and it's being drafted that way. People just like all those guys kind of go in a range like late within like a three, four round span of each other. Um, also, just so you know, if um, Julio Rodriguez heats up at all, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't so bullish about Rodriguez and you know breaking camp with the uh, with the team, but. There's definitely a, a plan for Julio Rodriguez. Now they've got Winker, they've got Kelnick, and they've got Hanniger there in the uh, in the outfield. Kyle Lewis is kind of floating around also, um, so he could be getting some uh, some some DH at bats as well. So there are guys blocking Julio Rodriguez. So if you were like hoping that you know he was going to stay up because of the expanded rosters, um, it really might not be the case. So. Uh, I, I guess that would be the yeah because Kyle Lewis is your fourth outfielder right now, mixing in with uh, Abraham Toro at DH and okay. Luis Torrance, and maybe they got to give Winker a day off out of the uh, out of you know because oh yeah maybe since first some tough lefties tough lefties yeah exactly so there's a lot of maneuvering they can do. Um, Ty France is locked in at first base, no question about it. Eugenio Suarez locked in at third base. Crawford locked in at shortstop. Um, and he loves his he loves his rotation. Oh, Matt Brash. Keep an eye on Matt Brash. Okay. Yeah, that was um we I, I asked him about you know some young arms coming up. Uh, and Brash was the first name that he went to. And then we just kind of, you know, he kind of talked a little bit more about, you know, some of the other guys uh, and then turned around after the uh, after the interview and then privately texted Jim because Jim had asked for like a sleeper at the end of it. And uh, and he was talking about, you know, some of the hitters and uh, he texted Jim at the end of it, just being like, again, brash, nasty stuff. That was the text. So he was already he was already taken in my draft. That's around thirty eight. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, let me see what round. I think it was recently. I remember seeing him come out of the 
where is it? Uh, I can't find it right now. Oh, wow, round 33. Yeah, round 33, 15-team league he went. So, yeah. Yeah, what well, my draft champions right now is, oh, geez, I'm only in round 23 right now. Of the Beat Howard League? Of the Beat Howard Bender League. Oh, my yeah. God. You started, what, one day after me or two? Dude, the, yeah. The, I'm in round 38. It's killing Oh, because you did a four-hour clock. So, also, so you know, when it gets to round 30, your clock turns to two hours. So, mine turned into one. Oh, see, I like yeah. that. Oh, it's, dude, and some people get um autoed. I mean, I got... I almost did I I might have once um something happened. Must probably was early in the morning or something. That's probably why. But yeah, it fly it starts to fly by. Well, I need that because this sucker is dragging ass. Yeah, yeah it'll start to pick way. up. It'll start to pick up. But yeah, that's why they want to do the four hour clock, man. I mean, I did a couple this year, four hour clock. Um but yeah, but I will say though, when you do the two and then it turns to one, uh, you better make sure it's up or, or or arrange that queue because you know you could be the shit we do like an hour. You could be preoccupied for an hour or two hours, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, my draft. So either have it up on your laptop or just set your queue. Just move your queue um, in case you get autoed. Yeah. Definitely, definitely do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been so good about staying on top of it. I forgot that it, the, uh, the the clock halves uh, after round 30, which, again, I'm fine with. It still doesn't, you know, bother me. But Because I've got – I'm literally – I've spent my entire time on the clock. Like, I'm, I'm in so many best balls right now that are going on. Uh, and then I got two more that are starting up on uh, on Thursday. One, one slow, and then I've got one – uh, on Thursday night. So, holy smokes. Draft season, baby. It is draft season. All right. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick time out here, pay some bills, and thank our sponsors. And when Adam and I come back, the, uh, the big news around sports massive trade in the NFL. Adam and I'll give you our thoughts when we return right after this. So, Adam, the big news today, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill for five draft picks, including the first-round pick of the Miami Dolphins this year. Um, what was your thought when you saw this uh, this deal go through? Well, I was stunned. I mean, first, the report came out, yeah, the Chiefs could trade Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins and Jets. You're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, it's done. So, Usually don't see that, right? Rumors pop up and then, all right, maybe a few days later, a week, two later, this thing was done instantly. So um, it's funny too, because someone found a tweet from Tari Kill about 12 days ago where he kind of uh, kind of hinted at it. Um, I didn't see it at the time. So, you know, he wanted to get paid and Chiefs couldn't do it. Obviously, when you have Mahomes and a quarterback like that, you see how difficult it is to kind of pay up. And, you know, Green Bay went through with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, definitely surprised, uh, for sure. And you know, Miami's going for it. Uh, they had, they had a lot of draft picks, so they were able to trade them. I think they still have uh, two ones next year. So, um, yeah, it was definitely surprising. And no Mahomes, Tyree Kill, just uh, what a wild. I mean, we always have crazy things in the offseason, but this NFL offseason, 
I can't remember anything as wild as this one. Right. I mean, for years, there was never any trading in the NFL, right? Like never, ever trading. It was, it was like, it was mind numbing, right? You would sit there at like the, the, you know, the NFL trade deadline in your fantasy league. And you were like, yeah, maybe if there's something going on, but there was never anything. Now it's like every fucking skill position player. I mean, this off season has been bonkers, absolutely bonkers right now uh, with all the deals. I mean, what's, I, I don't really understand what, where, where the, the change really came from here. Um, is it just the, the, the belief now that, you know, you can, trade all your draft picks away and win it's win a Super Bowl now. Could be. I mean, I guess the Rams did that and maybe people saw it. Um, but I, I don't mind teams going for it. I mean, Miami has the draft pick. So what, what do we need to hold them for? And they still have early picks next year. So even if they, um, you know, they basically they're giving to another shot, right? Saying, okay, we got you all the weapons now. No excuses. Let's see what you can do. And worst case scenario, they draft a quarterback next year. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you draft a quarterback next year. I, I think that's really kind of where it's at. I, it's just, it's yeah. Yeah. It's now it's a, it's a win now mentality. I mean, cause you know, I mean, you think about it, right. The, the, the Rams do it. And you know, the, the bottom line was, is that if you make a move like that, if you don't win the Super Bowl within the, the first two years of making that move, then then it's a problem. Then then you screwed yourself, right? Then you didn't do anything. Um, but the Rams show that they they can do it here. We're going to see what happens now with uh, with with Denver, right? Trading all that for Russell Wilson, and we're gonna you know and and now we're seeing it like to see that to see that on a on a wide receiver, right? Who. And then let me get like, what's your thought there on, on trading that kind of a haul there for a receiver who, you know, has you, you've seen him get covered when he's, you know, in bracket coverage, right? Like when bracket coverage is on Tyreek Hill, that really, you know, that, that, that diminishes uh, what he does on the field. Now you can't, you know, what are you going to, you're going to bracket him and then have to deal with Waddle. Is that what the, the Dolphins are hoping for. I just don't, you know, the, that kind of a haul for a wide receiver, I, you know, I, that we've seen now for a couple of years that I find a little odd. I think they're going to use them differently. I don't, they're going to, I mean, you know, McDaniel comes from San Francisco. What did they do? Get the ball hand, get the ball out of the quarterback hands quick and let the receivers do the work right with Debo. That's what they did. So I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, we know there's still questions about Tua. So yeah, they'll attempt some deep passes, but I think they're going to be uh, looking to get the ball out of his hands quick. And that's the thing. Tyreek Hill can turn a five yard catch into a 90 yard touchdown. There's not many wide receivers in the league who can do that. So I think that's the way they're looking at it. Uh, maybe they moved Devontae Parker. Now they added Cedric Wilson. They have Gusecki. They added uh, Edmonds and Mostert. So they're loaded up with weapons. So um, you know, Tyreek Hill's a dynamic player. There's no question about it. And, you know, that explosive ability, uh, not many receivers have it. So, I mean, yeah, they gave up a lot of picks, but again, they still have picks. So, and they had a lot of picks the last couple of years and uh, not all of them worked out. So, you know, uh, the draft picks don't always work out the way you want. No, they definitely do not. They definitely do not. So what do you think of, um, what do, you, what, what do you think of Tyreek in Miami now? Like from a fantasy perspective here, 
Because, I mean, this is something that I, I can't remember if it was you and me talking about. I think it was you and me talking about because I also I, I probably brought it up to Jim. If you think that Tyreek Hill is going to be killing it in Miami and you think that, you know, Jalen Waddle is still going to be a, a, a fantastic PPR monster wide receiver and you're in on Mike Gesicki as a tight end, well, then you obviously have to boost to a tongue of Aloha in your rankings, because how are all those receivers going to pop if he doesn't? And I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. And I think that from a fantasy standpoint, uh, I'm out on now I'm, I'm out on Tyreek. I'm also probably out on Jalen Waddle too. Yeah. It depends where they're drafted. Um, but yeah, I think Hill's definitely gonna take a hit here. Um, that Kansas City offense and Mahomes' ability to escape, make these sidearm throws, keep plays alive. You're not getting that from Tua. So that really helped Tyree Kill. So yeah, definitely his stock takes a hit. Um, you know, he's definitely not a top five wide receiver. So if people are drafting him like that way, then I'm out too. And, you know, while I think could be a low wide receiver too, I mean, I think this does hurt him a little bit because he's going to lose some volume. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you think all these guys are gonna pop, you gotta move two up, and people probably won't do that. They all, we we go kind of go through this. Oh yeah, this guy's great. This guy's great. What about the quarterback? Ah, no, nah, I don't like him. Okay, well, how are they getting these numbers? Who's throwing the ball? It's the quarterback, right? So there's a correlation there. There's definitely a correlation there. Where I mean, what was what well, before this trade? What was your opinion of two in a, in a fantasy game? QB two, you know, like low to mid QB two. So I'm moving up a little bit, but you know, he doesn't run much. And, you know, we know that McDaniel still likes to run the football coming from San Francisco. I would think it's kind of similar. So yeah, I'm not going to move him up drastically. Again, there's a lot of good quarterbacks too. There are. So this doesn't really change your opinion of Tua is what you're saying. I mean, it helps him. I mean, you're adding Tyreek Hill, but it's not like I'm moving him up eight eight spots. But it helps Tua. All this helps Tua. He's got a lot of weapons, right? Again, there's no excuse now. I don't think he had great weapons around him in his first couple of years. So that's why I was like, okay, you know, let's see what he can do. There's no excuse now. He's got it. So he's got to produce. So you're going to find out if he's the real deal or not this year. And people, he's polarizing because some people think he is, other people think he's terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not so much that I'm going to say terrible. I'm just going to say I'm on the side of not him, of not, you know, just not, not buying it, um, especially not buying it for fantasy, right? I just, I, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a chain mover. He's not a, he's not a big play specialist. And I think that's, you know, I mean, maybe Tyreek Hill, if he gets him, if he hits him running out in space, Tyreek Hill can kind of, you know, boost that image, so to speak. But I mean, he's still right. I mean, he's still like the master of like the 10 yard pass. Right. He's not really he's he's not jumping in there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's definitely questions about his arm and everything. Um, but we'll find out this year, man. This is it. This is the big test for him. No more excuses. And I think Miami's looking at it that way. They're like, all right, here you go. Here are your weapons. Uh, let's see what you can do. If not, uh, we're moving on. 
<laughs> I um yeah, right. I am going to, you know, I, I'm just gonna say it, man. I'm gonna say I, I think he fails. I do. I think he fails, and uh, yeah, that's just that's just it. I'm I'm not I'm not in. I'm not in. Um, and that leaves me out on uh, on on all Miami Dolphins now too, which is uh, you know I mean I guess as a Jets fan I, I can't be too upset. But see that's the problem though is like from a fantasy a- angle I'm not in on any of these guys, but clearly it does make Miami's team better. They've already had a, a, a good defense, so now they've got you know an improvement on offense like that. While my Jets just kind of sit in the uh, in the toilet. Yeah, I mean. The Jets were not going to win this year anyway, so you just kind of slowly build things up. Um, if you're the Jets, I mean, it's tough. You got the Bills in there, and now Miami's improving. New England hasn't done a lot, but they still have Belichick and young Mac Jones. So, yeah, I mean, the Jets are just going to have to, you know, slow play it here. <laughs> Jets are the slow play. Like, I never thought the Jets were even in on it, right? I was like, uh, you know, if 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 draft picks are the haul, I just I, I I almost don't want to do it because I would rather just hold the draft capital for right now because we have so many flipping holes that it's it's ridiculous. And then I saw that that both teams made an offer that, um, you know, Kansas City was uh, was was deciding between and as the Jets didn't have a include their first round a first round pick this year and that was the uh, the tipping point. They were offered five picks. But they didn't offer a first rounder for this year, and that's where they uh, they ended up making the change. Not that well, and also I, I think Ty- it was Tyreek too. I think Tyreek preferred Miami. Oh, really? What a shocker that is, right? <laughs> no state uh, income tax. Do I want to go play for the Jets, or do I want to go to like Party City and play for a, a team that is is definitely trying to improve itself? Um, <laughs> Jets are terrible. My Jets are terrible, Adam. Oh, for crying out loud. All right. You know what? I got to tell you, in all honesty, I'm tapped out, dude. I am. Uh, I'm starving. I got to get some food in me. I'm sure you've got, you know, alarm after hours later on tonight. So you probably got to get some food in you, too. Um, there you have it, folks. We uh, we drop a little bit of uh, fantasy baseball, uh, a little bit of knowledge there for you guys who are doing deeper drafts. Uh some interesting stuff. Check out the uh, the interview if you uh, if you listen uh, if you listen to this podcast on the SXM app. Go search uh, Fantasy Alarm and and go listen to the uh, the interview with Jerry Depoto uh, from today. It was absolutely fantastic. So far, now we've had Jerry Depoto, Alex Anthopoulos, Aaron Boone, and Alex Cora on the show, um, and we've got others coming up uh, over the next several days uh, and into the uh, into into the start of the regular season. So you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss Adam's work on PicksWise.com. You don't want to miss Adam on Alarm After Hours. Right? All that fun stuff there. We're delivering the goods for you. That's going to do it for us here tonight, though. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. Catch you next time.